Good day to all those of you who made the decision to listen to this podcast. In these episodes I hope to spread the information, experiences, and solutions to the listeners of this podcast. I am also looking forward to meeting writers interested in assisting me in my research and putting my experiences into a book. Thank you. Be blessed, be safe and stay safe. I am a woman in the United States now listed as one of the 10 most dangerous countries in the world for women, I am Muslim in the age of the Muslim ban. I am from the Moorish empires a nation that the presidency has put on terrorist lists, and on their extermination lists. I am an indigenous aboriginal people in a nation increasingly and really jarring to our senses, that has yet caused us to say enough is enough. The point is what is enough when we all have different levels of sensitivity or when this ugly monster knocks down your door. I am a Moor in a nation where racism is very real. I am a woman in a nation of glaring gender inequality, hatred, and violence. How am I expected to pick just one issue to care about outside of me, my family, and my community? We are caught in the middle of emotional crisis, mental crisis, catastrophic genocide, war dictatorial fascism and bigotry with the entire world once again allowing millions of people to be rounded up and snatched from their homes, jobs, and communities and separated from their loved ones and forced to work and then murdered in mass. We are not suddenly exposed to genocide or war or famine or fascism. It creeps up on moment by moment day by day until you are fully immersed in it surrounded by it. We live in the deadliest era for violence in history, the United States now listed as the fifth most dangerous country in the world for journalists, the presidency was won one month after the tape recording was released of the president proudly bragging about walking up to women forcibly kissing them and grabbing them by their genitals so how did he win? Either right is wrong, or we are the walking talking dead, the systems are allowing mixed sexes in every area of society without safety and or health procedures not only for the systems but for the other human beings who will be around these other human beings most of the day, nor the consideration of the mental capacity of these human beings, who will be envying their sons and daughters, nor the consideration of how far these human beings will go to be like your son or your daughter, to be. Friend your son or your daughter, How do we be assured that these alleged human beings will not want to hurt or harm your son or your daughter due to these different human beings envying and wanting to be your son or your daughter some of them will also be stronger than your son or your daughter, and the children who arrive at US border as refugees are being ripped from their mother's arms and separated by thousands of miles, not for safety, well-being, or health but for cruelty and nothing more. We are in a deeply problematic place right now, And when so many depraved things are happening in such rapid succession, it is easy for us to get lost in and overwhelmed by the hopelessness of it all. Please do not get stuck in the discomfort, disorder, illness, or uneasiness of the moment without examining their root causes even when it feels like you are in quicksand, always remember neglecting the truths of the past will doom us to repeat them. Because if we do not really understand how we got here to this day in the first place then how do we escape it to our future? Here is a general summary of some of my crisis. On April 7 of 1998, I found myself in an unfamiliar place of despair and dread and I could not shake it. I was in the process of looking for a reliable job to care for my six children after unlawfully being let go from the federal government I had put in five years of employment without any flaw accompanied by multiple written evaluations of excellence, 
and with no assistance or support from the union employer who recruited me the first year of the employment to oversee the entire facility of employees after putting all my efforts into seeking justice for the daily incidents alleged by management. Employees against the union's participants and full-time workers incited by management temporary workers as required by the union president and settling all claims in favor of the union workers and employees including myself due to union activities. In 1998 I had been not only concerned with police misconducts, due to the police breaking into my home in the middle of the night as me and my six children slept, but with the second confrontation in my life of the loss of custody of the children I love and cared for and we were getting closer to that outcome through the agency's failure or refusal to properly investigate the claims, and when the agency failed to utilize a lawful taken the agency perverted the analyzed information of the years. Medical appointments of the children to invoke educational neglect for missing 30 days or more for the children going away to camp for the first time was scheduled to see pediatricians, optometrists, podiatrists, allergists, and family medicine appointments for the agency to meet the cause of action for removal of the children. They even went as far as to track down the oldest child who was living with his father in another state and another jurisdiction when the agency confronted the father requiring the father to release his child to their custody without a hearing, cause of action or court order with threats of arrest and other changes, to this day I love him for being strong, staying strong, and taking the stand and telling them no, that they could not have his child without a fight no matter what kinds of threats. The agency threw at him this resistance has lasted for several months, as the agency at the same time schemed unknowingly and without a hearing to relieve me of my parental rights for the next 20 years, relocating the children further and further away until one day another foster child's parents struck one of my children in the face during a visit and without any redress or penalty to the abuser on the agency's property and in the agency's custody, I was permanently barred from further visits. Under claims of disruptive and combative behavior due to the unpunished and violent act of another visiting parent assaulting my displaced and disparaged child. Today I and the father still battle with the overstanding of the trauma, loss, disappointments, and brainwashing of the children unlawfully and wrongfully forced separation upon my children who were between the ages of 2 years and 13 years of age. Before settling where I now dwell I was wrongfully and unlawfully evicted from my home of 10 years by a ruthless city's landlord who after two years of wrongful attempts of evictions located a court in another jurisdiction, and outside of the jurisdiction I dwelled to order me out of my home of 10 years, it was not until several years later that I came across the case while searching for another case since I then dwelled in the same jurisdiction, how shocked I was that the court had not researched the address they was providing a writ of removal for had the ordering court not listed the address as Queens and the ordering court was in New York City these were questioned that then even I could not answer from the confusion and numbness of my senses. Meanwhile, I was then a resident of a women's shelters that last until I could take no more of the unsecured process of not having a bed to sleep in most nights, while these agencies collected funds for my name, sometimes sleeping on the floor, they would transport me from shelter to shelter to locate a bed for me only for the night and then forced me back out into whatever the weather was to make my way back to the referring women's shelter. I had finally determined after wrongfully losing my home, my children, all income, and what freedom I had left to pack up and make it on my own with no funds of my own or in my pockets. I then jumped on a train to get me out of the state, only to find it just as bad in the next state, 
Once in the shelter system these agents would have all the residents sign documents that authorized the release of every resident's source of income, and food stamps listing the agents as representative of the residents, who would also feed the residents half-cooked rice or pasta and then these agents would only provide each resident with a monthly transportation costs of $70 to $100 for school. Job search, or apartment search, not the residents' needs for clothes, nor acknowledging the law of not more than 30% of anyone's income is allowed to be taken towards rental payments. These residents were welfare recipients, and disabled veterans the agents were collecting from the residents' income and their food stamp $6,000 per year to $48,000 per year, in five years the agents would have collected $30,000 to $240,000 for the agents' administration cost, the purchase, or down payment of the shelter, and when these residents finally relocated to their new homes the agencies would only furnish them with a bed to sleep in, a table to eat at, cooking supplies, and maybe a couch for visitors to sit on or just the kitchen table for visitors to sit at. These residents after 5, 10, or 20 years of residing in the shelter and the agents collecting these participants' entire income this was all the residents were entitled to live their new life. After becoming aware and filing reports of these violations and unfairness they were more concerned with me getting an income for myself and for them to do the same for me and when I was not accepted for these benefits the agents began to call me a troublemaker to and in front of the other residents. Though I thought I was invoking the law. I began to first receive food stamps, from an agent who recognized me from my ongoing visits to the department, my numerous attempts and belligerent behavior due to the ongoing denial of assistance to feed myself while living on the streets and bouncing from shelter to shelter without cooking facilities. It was the beginning of getting back in the system to re-establish my life, from there I began to volunteer for medical research that would pay tax-free medical dollars to thousands of dollars to the volunteers. I eventually saved enough to pay down on six acreage of land I had planned to build on and the go for my missing children, for them to have a stable starting point with no worries other than to decide what it was that they wanted to do with their life, even when I wanted to go after those who unlawfully and wrongfully destroyed my life and the life of my children. I knew they would need to heal, to trust, and learn all over again from the trauma and brainwashing these people who the majority themselves have no children or want any children of their own had put them through. I learned that purchasing property is not easy when going the traditional way, my first knowledge of home and property began from me and my siblings is from being born at home with the doctor coming to the home to deliver us, from my memories and photos I always dwelled in a four-family home owned by my mother and my mother's mother until my grandmother passed. While dwelling at my newfound heaven on earth I began learning how to be a nurse, after two years of seeing how it's more about the money and not the caring I soon left, I then took up pharmacy and was shocked by all the compounds that are added to all pharmacy medications to make the medicine with no clear knowledge of who will suffer the adverse effects of the mixed compounds that are really killing us, destroying our kidneys and liver because these organs are not made to absorb the many forms of plastics and other similar materials that in the long term destroy the liver and kidney, and so I left the healthcare profession altogether for trying to save lives, and began my global demolition service for anyone willing to hire us. This information has caused me to not only look for alternatives for myself but for anyone else who has an eye to see and an ear to hear. During the dispute over the land I had purchased, 
I learned from the owner's attorney that the owner I had paid off half the property price for eight years had no deed to present as proof of ownership. Soon after I had an accident and stayed with some friends while I heal, upon returning to the property I was confronted by the county's deputy not the constable who stated that the son wanted me immediately off the property, with no hearing, court date, and the only notice from the officer or me and my friends would be going to jail. I immediately left everything so not to be arrested and as soon as I could while staying in a hotel with friends, I began to contact the city offices to redress the orders I was given by the officer, who was not the constable, and to protect my property. It took several calls and several messages before the judge would talk to me and upon doing so informed me that what I was attempting to do was considered wrongful and illegal, letting me know that he would not do anything in his power to even assess my concerns, this would not be the last time that I will be forced to converse with this judge who refused to hear any of my claims even to this day. I will meet him at least two more times when my vehicle crash and a dispute over the second property I would purchase, in the crash the flip the vehicle around four times shattering all the windows, smashing in the roof and doors everything I utilized to work and live out of the vehicle was on the road, while the vehicle was laying on the hood I searched through the remaining debris to locate my phone, as did the passenger who was the worker for the day. After four days I and my guest passenger got out of the hospital we requested the original police report clearly stated and draft the location of the vehicle, and the tire that separated from the vehicle causing the single vehicle crash, and even with that the judge made the decision to file a charge on me after someone alleged to have found drugs in the crashed vehicle though all that I have received is a ticket and fines with fees to this day, as for the second property, it was about 20 acres. That the railroad tracks ran straight through the middle made the purchase less expensive and then having goats and various poultries was the reason why the property was offered to me since I had not had previous information about the property until then, after viewing it I gladly accepted. It was not until I relocated to the property, I learned that there was another human being on the other side of the property for the past several years which did not bother me at first. Anyway, after three more years the owner finally decided that he no longer wanted anyone on the property after receiving bills and fines for illegal dumping of tires, fires that was set on the property and sent an agent to remove everyone from the property, so once again I am confronted with this judge and presented my written answer with discovery to the claim stating the jurisdiction was that of a property dispute and that payments were made towards purchases of the property, not a rental agreement and was informed by the court that all human beings on the property were labeled as squatters and nothing more, and finally made the order for removal. At which time I requested an appeal to the county court and had a neighbor drive us to and from the county courthouse once there I attempted again to express to the county court the jurisdiction of the land purchase and it not being a rental agreement as was my answer with discovery to the lower court, and if the county court would be addressing the answer to the lower court hoping that the county court would had acknowledged the answer with discovery and the court failure to administer the discovery process, which I do believe should have been part of the appeal hearing and by answering the lower court that those documents would be a part of the appeal process, the county court response to us was that new documents should have been filed in his court that was unknown to me and even when I offered a copy of the answer with discovery, as me and the guest passenger from the crash waited for the decision of the county court we believed it would have been in our favor after viewing the file of the lower court and defenses. I even returned to the court to be informed that the decision would come in the mail, 
Well it did and to both of our surprises it stated that by default for us not showing up for the appeal hearing the order for removal was provided affirming the lower court. Here I sit in the third property still waiting for the insurance company to settle the claims of liability for the guest passenger's bodily injuries, not me or the vehicle, but also the cattle fence that was ripped from the posts that held the fence in place, and in hopes of having another vehicle for the past three years. Not being able to walk without having chronic pain and difficulties from the crash I do not want to give up my learning of gardening, goats, various poultries, or property that I enjoy doing and that keeps me busy even before the crash, and when I have day that are more difficult than other days the gardening, goats, various poultries, and the property keeps me going. Thank you all for joining me and to listening to this podcast. In the upcoming episodes every week on Sunday we will be providing our newfound research for our listeners on safety and health codes, emergency preparedness, social development, social development in women, men, female youths, male youths, and children, the Mental Capacity Act in the UK, self-sustainability, self-sufficiency, education system, economic development, economic development in women, men, female youths, male youths, and children, aquaponics, and hydroponics. Listeners who need or want to be heard or to hash out some ideas or solutions please join the administrator Askiakama Enzinghatai or at Askiakama on Stereo at Stereo.com If you do not have an account please sign up and let us hear what you have on your mind and let us not only make our jobs safe let us make our homes, travels, and communities safe by law. Did your pipes break this winter? Are you concerned about the mixed gender laws that are changing the way we live? Are you concerned about the mixed gender laws that may be placing others at risk of injury or harm? Did you electricity go out? Will you be or are you being evicted because you are not working, or has your employer closed their doors and you cannot pay the rent? Are you a parent learning how to homeschool your child at home? Are you a parent needing information on how to homeschool? Are you confused about the vaccines? Then let us talk I am an incredibly good listener. Thank you. Be blessed, be safe and stay safe.